I've put myself in, in places where I've felt overwhelmed, but this time was really different. I felt overwhelmed. I recognized that I felt overwhelmed. And I thought, what can I do? Maximize every opportunity so that you can become you legendary. Become legendary. What adjustments can you make right now the to make yourself one percent better? Your only better? goal is to be the best version of you. So that was me, and this week it's gonna be you and me. I have a bunch of really really fun guests lined up for the end of the year, but I've also had a lot of thoughts that I've just wanted to be able to share. So I'm trying to squeak a few of these solo podcasts in uh, before we get into a ton of interview, more typical, more standard podcasts. This week I have a couple of things I want to talk about. The first just happened to me tonight. And it's Monday night, I'm recording this podcast And on Monday nights, I teach two classes. I was driving in to teach those classes this evening. And as I was driving in, I just felt this weight, this weight of responsibility. And it felt like this burden. I had all these things to do. I've made all these promises to people about deliverable items that I need to get done. And this podcast is one of them. And it felt for a moment, for a fleeting moment, it gave me this sensation of, of overwhelming, just overwhelmingness. And in my head, I just, I wanted to run from it all. And that's the sensation that I've certainly had before. I've put myself in, in places where I've felt overwhelmed. But this time was really different. I felt overwhelmed. I recognized that I felt overwhelmed. And I thought, what can I do? And the answer was so simple. I can expand to meet the challenge in front of me. I can greet the responsibility that I have with my ability to respond. These challenges that we put in front of ourselves or these challenges that put themselves in front of us doesn't matter. They're just opportunities, opportunities to expand our own capacity, to expand our own bandwidth, and to do more. Not because we don't want to do it, right? The things that I have in my life are things I want to do. And I've worked really hard and I've sacrificed a lot so that the things in my life are things I want to do. But even the things that you want to do Come with burdensome tasks. The podcast is a lot of work. I love it. But that doesn't mean that it just happens. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. And it's a beautiful opportunity. And every single thing that I recognize as a challenge, I know is just an opportunity. And I had to reframe my thought process from These are things that have to get done to how will I expand my own capacity to do the things that I want to do. 
And the moment I did that, everything got better. Everything got good. And life turned around. And I just really recognized that it's so easy to forget how good it feels to expand. It's so like remarkably easy to feel like shriveling up, like shrinking up, like hiding, like running away feels like the best thing that you can do. But that's only in the moment because it never feels good in the end. You've never run away from a challenge and look back and thought, yeah, I'm really proud of that. You might fail at a challenge and you might not look back at it and be proud, but you should. Did you expand to your own capacity? Whether you were able to complete a challenge or not, completely, completely non-relevant to how you should feel. Did you do the best possible job you could? And if you did, what else can you do? That's it. So that's my first thought for the day. It's just when you feel overwhelmed, Like I felt tonight, I felt so (laughs) overwhelmed for no reason. It's silly. All I had to do is expand. All I had to do was open up my own willingness to respond to the things in front of me. Everything can be responded to. And the moment you bring that into your life, things get better. Try it. Prove me wrong. The second thing that I want to talk about, this is what I thought I was going to do the podcast on. And this is a really touchy and possibly controversial subject, stuff that I like to avoid. But I think it's really important. Um, And I think it's touchy and controversial in the right ways. Because the people who are involved in the ideology that I am going to offer a a critical view of are involved in that ideology because they want the best for everyone. And that seems like a really, really good thing, right? Wanting the best for everyone, wanting everyone to be heard and respected and honored is a really great thing. It's a really admirable thing. And I don't think it's part of reality. And here's why. There's this thing in in our yogic community, and some of my favorite people on the planet will use this terminology, and I know why they're doing it. They're doing it for all the right reasons. But I think it it has the potential to have a really damaging effect. And the terminology is my truth, your truth. And it's, it's my perspective and my perspective versus my truth are really different things. My perspective is the way I see the world. My truth being different than your truth Those are alternative facts. And I don't 
believe in alternative facts. I know that each and every single one of us, seven and a half billion of us, have a completely different perspective of every single thing that happens. But I also believe that my perspective is not in any way tied to the reality of a situation. And therefore, it can't be the truth. My perspective can be my perspective. Your perspective can be your perspective. But truth and reality must be tied together. Because the moment that I grant you a different truth, a different reality than everyone else, and I say that that opinion is just as valid as everyone else, what happens when you start blatantly lying? What happens when your version of the truth is not tied to reality in any way? There has to be social credit given to those members of society who are consciously seeking the universal truth. The truth that is independent of perspective, that exists without perspective, without individual perspective. And at the same time, there has to be social discredit for those members of society who want to believe their perspective is the truth. Because even if your perspective is a slice of reality, which it is, it will never be all of reality. And if we're willing to grant equivalent social credit to those people who believe their perspective is reality, and those people who know that their perspective is not reality, but a slice of reality. We encourage things like alternative facts. The moment we allow words like truth to be associated with things that are inherently not true, we empower not the things that are real, not the things that are true, and not the things that are truly righteous, but we end up empowering the things that are destructive, empowering dishonesty, empowering perspectives that are isolationist, individualistic, and destructive. And I really want to circle back to the idea because the the point of people using the word living your truth, using the terminology your truth, is not to empower dishonesty. It's to encourage the fact that people have individual perspectives. And that's absolutely true. That is without a doubt 100% empirically true. We all have a different perspective on everything. No matter how close you are to someone, no matter how genetically tied you are to someone, you always have a different perspective. 
Physically, you have a different perspective than everyone else on the planet. And empowering the fact that that is true is really valid and can be really important. But empowering all perspectives as equal is marketably destructive because all perspectives are not equal. And if I walked into a room full of people and I say, hey, you know, I just, I'm sorry I'm late. Um, I ran into a couple purple dragons on the way here. The response should not be, oh, Patrick, we get it. You're just living your truth. The response should be, Patrick, you're lying. Purple dragons don't exist, man. So why are you late? That should be the answer. And I understand how sketchy this is to talk about. And I'm telling you, I love the people who use this terminology because I know what their intentions are. Their intentions are to help everyone. These are words of kindness and grace and honor. But through that kindness, there's real danger that's unleashed. And this is with, this is with everything, right? There's this, this real Shiva quality to life. There is a dualistic reality that exists. And everything that we do has a counterweight. And appreciating that counterweight is an important part, should be an important part of how we function as a society. One of the things that I've learned this year in particular is that there is a really, really massive difference between wanting everyone to be equal and wanting everyone to be treated equally. And those two things don't sound like they're that different. But the reality is you are not equal to anyone else on the planet. I am not equal to anyone else on the planet. We are all born with different talents and skill sets and into different life experiences. And that's just part of reality. Everyone should be treated to the same standards, no matter what thought processes, life experiences, locations they were born into. Treating everyone equally And trying to make everyone equal are two different things. There are people who are so much more talented than I could ever imagine being. And the the reality is I will never be their equal. There are people that can do things that I will never be able to do. And I can appreciate that. But that doesn't mean they should be treated better than me. And it also doesn't mean that I should be treated better than them. Everyone should be treated the same. No matter your skill sets, your wealth, your intellect. It doesn't matter. 
Treating people equally is different than wanting people to be equal. And when we start saying things like, you're living your truth, that to me is this desire for everyone to be equal. But if I walk into a room and I'm saying I was delayed by purple dragons, I should not be treated equal as someone who was in a car crash. Because I'm lying. And I should be called out and there should be social repercussions for that. I know this is a lot to fit in. I know that this is a touchy subject. I know in my heart, in my soul, in my brain, in my being, that the people saying, living your truth, are doing this because they want what's best for everyone. I'm just saying it's a dangerous game to play. And there might be better ways to play it.